Hey, this is Dr. Tom Rogers on our weekly uh, talk to you. It's Sunday night. Hopefully you'll get this tomorrow. I'm on my back porch of the house I grew up in. As you can see, we built this house in 1966 when I was 11 years old. And here I am living at the same place. I don't know how many years later, 50 some years later. So in Kingsport. So anyway, um, today I want to talk to you about a very interesting subject, how to find a good primary care doctor. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading on this because I get a lot of people that come to me and they really haven't been treated right, in my opinion, by their primary care doc. So everybody needs certain characteristics to look for in your primary care doc. You know, your family doc or your internist. You know, when you get a surgeon or a specialist you go to, you really shouldn't care. The only thing you're looking for there is to make sure they're good at operating or doing your scope or cath or whatever. Um, the personality is not as important. But when you uh, have a family doc, there's really four characteristics that you need to look for. Um, I call it the four A's. And the first one's advocacy. And that's really a doctor that knows how to get you what you need, who will be your patient advocate, how to get your testing done, say your mammogram, your colonoscopy, or, you know, things that you really need to get done, where to, where's the best place to get it. If you get a bad result, how to help guide you through the maze of what to do next very important that you have a doctor that's going to advocate for you and be on your side and that you can trust. Um, the second A is affability. Now, that means somebody who is human. You know, he listens to you, he or she listens to you and talks with you, not down to you. You'd be amazed at how many crazy stories I hear about the way doctors sometimes treat their patients, and it, you know, it's really kind of shameful. To me, it means they don't like their job. And, you know, there's so much burnout with doctors, and it's really, there's a lot of reasons for that. And, and most of it's not under the doctor's control, but it gets to them. Um, so, you know, there's an, there's an art to medicine that's probably as important as the science of medicine. Um, so you need to get somebody that has some personality that actually listens to you and that will work with you, not tell you what to do because people are different. You know, some people don't want to do certain things and you have to kind of give them the pros and cons and accept their decision. You know, I have a lot of patients that don't want to take certain type of medications um, like a statin or something. You know, I'll give them my advice on it, but if they don't want to take it, then I'm fine with it. I'll find other ways. Um, the third A is availability or access. You know, does your doctor um, have same-day appointments open on the schedule? You know, if you need to be seen, you need to be seen that day um, or at least get on the phone with you and either do a telemedicine visit or tell you what you need to do. Maybe you need to go to the ER. Which ER do you need to go to? Um, you know, or at least talk to them about something they can do over the phone. Maybe they don't even need to come see you. We're doing so much telemedicine now, and people love it. It's cheaper, uh, it's quicker, and you probably can stay at your job or your home. You may be looking for your kids or need to work that day. 
hopefully get great advice through telemedicine. Um, the fourth one is ability. Um, you know, 50% of what we learned in medical school is just flat out wrong. And the other 50% is probably out of date. So that tells me 100% of what we learned is, is either wrong or out of date. So, you know, you need to find somebody that keeps up with things. Um, because there's, in general, a lag between a new finding in medicine and when it is mainstream. That lag is about 12 to 20 years. It's, it's just amazing. So you need you know, to ask your doctor, how curious are you about learning? You know, are you, how long have you practiced? I think experience is so important. Um, are you into prevention? How much time are you going to spend with me? What advanced labs do you do? And how do you interpret those labs? Do you consider what other things may interplay with these things in my lifestyle? Um, what conferences every year do you go to? What are your interests? Um, those are things you need to ask your doctor. Um, because as doctors, we're either going to help you or hurt you. If we're over-testing you and over-treating you, which I see all the time, then it's better you don't even see us. So, you know, there's, there's, the human body is an amazing machine. And a lot of times it'll heal on itself. So if you get a doc that's just going to throw a bunch of medicines at you based on what your labs look like, you're in the wrong place. Or if you go to a doctor who won't listen to you, and you can kind of get a pretty good feeling on whether that's happening or not, you know. So it's very important. Good judgment, I think, um, is important with a, with a physician, especially a primary care physician who's almost like the quarterback of the team. You know, we have to know the specialist on a personal basis. We need to be able to call them. Hey, you know, what would you do with this? You know, here I have an unusual case. I need your feedback on it. And most of them are very happy to talk on the phone to us and, you know, give guidance because we're really their life bread, really, because we send them patients. A lot of stuff has to run through the primary care dog. So, um, and you got to think, is your doc okay with you being average or just below average a little bit? You know, in my opinion, they shouldn't be. You know, you don't want average because the average American is, you know, overweight, tired, you know, out of shape. Um, just, you know, average Americans have gone down in the last few decades that I've been alive. I mean, back in the 1960s when I was a kid, I didn't see any, hardly any obese people. I mean, how many diabetics did you see? Hypertensives. I mean, fact is we live in a very you know, toxic, stressful world. Nobody sleeps as much or exercises much. Um, they're more stressed out with their work. Um, so you need to kind of not accept average because your average right now on that bell curve is, is a D minus two or three decades ago. Um, so these are things I think are important to look for when you are looking for a primary care doc. Um, and a lot of times, most of the time, it's really not your doctor's fault. Um, there's, there's so much red tape and bureaucracy that a primary care doc has to navigate through that a lot of times, out of necessity, 
you know, the patient is almost secondary because they have to find a code for something or, you know, talk to something to get a prior approval on. You know, that's why I threw out insurances about 15 years ago. And guess what? I became a lot better doctor, had more time for my patients. Um, you know, I'm not giving you this soliloquy to have you come to see me. You know, I just want you to, because I, obviously I can't see everybody, but I try to teach the doctors and mid-levels that work with me to act this way. Um, and, but it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, you know, finding a good primary care doc is not an easy thing now. I mean, most, most people that come out of medical school now do not want to go into primary care, and you can't blame them. It's, it's low paid compared to most of the other specialties, half. And it's harder work. I mean, it's harder to be a generalist than it is a specialist, you know, to know a lot about everything than to specialize in one particular area. Um, now, these docs that do, I admire them. They're brilliant. And um, it's just amazing, you know, the maze that they've had, to, that all of us really have had to navigate to get where we are. So those are some of my tips. Uh, listen to yourself. Listen, trust your instincts. And if, if you are not finding the doc to be to listen to you, um, or spend time with you or run the right test or maybe they're over prescribing and they're not helping your lifestyle. I mean, most people that come to me, either they're really tired or they hurt. So, you know, most people come to the doc because of one of those two reasons, unless it's their regular physical exam or something or refills or a cold or something. So, you know, trust your judgment on that. If you're not happy, uh, find another doctor. So I hope this helps you. Um, uh, next week, we'll probably go over some more of the things about COVID. Uh, last week's podcast and notes about COVID uh, received more response than we've ever had by far. Um, it was just a great podcast, a lot of great responses that we got. And we'll give it another week before I give you another update on COVID. Yes, I am still very optimistic um, about where we're headed. Um, so, um, don't fear too much. Don't listen to the news too much either. Do the right things that we've been told to do, but, um, hopefully next week we'll even be in a better spot. So next week we'll have another update on COVID. Any questions, don't hesitate to call my office or email us. Thanks. This is Dr. Tom Rogers. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.